Hey, Pasa, Peaks and Valleys family. My name is TK Trinidad, and I've been in the broadcast industry for about 10 years now. And you wouldn't believe how everything is changing. For example, podcasts. Before you needed expensive equipment like mics and headphones, but now all you need is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's absolutely free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. Ciao, guys. DJ Head is one of the founding fathers of Homegrown Radio, an iHeartRadio personality, and he has DJed and collaborating from a female to male and documents this journey on social media. Life as a DJ ain't easy, and Nico joins Peaks and Valleys to talk about it right now. They say it is the darkest before the dawn, but what do you do before the dawn comes when all you have is candles and night lights guiding your path until morning, until your sight is restored and you can see your way out, your way through, your way to the other side. You push with all your might until the day breaks and your victory comes. This is Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. So in the studio, we have DJ producer Nico Craig. I am so blown away by him, like such an amazing journey and we're going to get into it, but let's just talk about the moment in your life where, you know, stuff wasn't going right and how you came through. Yeah. So I guess to refer to the time when stuff wasn't feeling right is definitely when, you know, I was pre-testosterone. And so for those who don't know, I'm a trans man. I began my transition about two months ago. I began my transition on January 21st is actually the the day that I uh, took my first testosterone shot. Prior to that, I was feeling just like really out of place. And I mean, literally out of body because I just didn't feel grounded or connected fully in the ways that I really wanted to be. Like I found myself grounded in other areas um, that probably didn't take that much effort or probably didn't take that much time or uh, any sort of like drastic change. But I... Mm -hmm still didn't find like i just still wasn't comfortable and i had to really teach myself and like really convince myself that it is okay to be selfish um mm -hmm. and there's like no there's nothing wrong with that and that's something that my mom has always told me growing up but it was really hard for me to believe it because i just didn't feel that way you know in my body like i always i just felt like the way I wanted to be perceived in the world did not line up. And that is what caused like that pressure. You know what I mean? That there's a lot of pressure that arises when we feel out of place and when we feel discomfort, um, mm -hmm. we don't feel seen and we don't feel perceived in the ways we want to be perceived. And so that was like really when I hit a, like a really low point and I began just living my life practically through other people in the eyes through other people and through their perspectives rather than my own. And, you know, I wouldn't challenge other people, you know what I mean? I wouldn't challenge them for the way they saw me or the way they addressed me or whatever it was. And sometimes, like, I would literally just leave it up to everyone else in my life and everyone else around me and in my environment to make certain decisions for me or to just like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I would just kind of like give up and I would just like not take, I was not taking control of my life. And so 
what I did to get through that was just, I really just had to, I had to sit in it. I had to sit in it and I had to understand how I felt and what that meant for me um, in order for me to pretty much like put my finger on it and be like, okay, like this is not okay. Because the first step to overcoming anything is knowing that, you know, knowing what is happening and knowing your surroundings and being aware of, you know what I mean, of the present, you know what I mean? Being in the present moment, because I was so concerned about like the future or my past, but I was not living in the present. And so it was hard for me to even put my finger on where, you know, the areas that I felt like I wasn't thriving in, like that was just like put on the back burner. So how I got over that was just sitting in it really. Yeah. There's so for people who don't know, because like you kind of scrubbed your social media, but I'm going to bring it up just a little bit. Yeah. For people who don't yeah. know, Nico okay. is very accomplished. So I met Nico when I was working at the radio station. At the time, Nico was a young lady, yeah. amazing DJ. <laughs> for the Obamas. So like, that's, that's the thing. Like you were, you've done so much at a young age. It's easy to, for people to just put their claim on you and say that, well, this is what you need to be doing. Yeah. And in all honesty, there are some pictures on your social media when like, because I follow you where you Mm -hmm. just like, you're doing all this amazing stuff, but you didn't look happy. You're like, all right, I'm in this, I'm I'm in this part of the world, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's so amazing. So now just to bring everybody up to speed, you know, the world shut down. And essentially what Mm -hmm. I saw just looking at your social media is that you decided becoming a man is what you want to do. Full disclosure, I'm not completely ignorant, but I just I'm going to ask these questions. Please. Of course. I welcome them. Yeah. Yeah. So the the question is, because I, I believe Dwayne Wade's trans daughter. Now, is this something that you always felt inside or is this like, how, how did the process happen for you? So, I mean, to even answer that question, I guess, what does the process even consist of? You know what I mean? Or does it necessarily have to be a process? Because I feel like now that I've been on testosterone for two months, if anything, and and, you know, I thought the same thing, like, you know, it's a process, but it it really isn't. Honestly, it's, it's like a, it's, it's like, it's just an everlasting experience that I'm just in, you know what I mean? I don't necessarily know. I think, I think what a lot of people um, sometimes believe when we, when they see trans people, when, when we see trans people like openly transitioning, especially since we've known them before their transition as well. Right. It's easy, like you said, for a lot of people to, to overlook certain qualities of that person's transition because they are not the person that's transitioning. And that's fine. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I think as trans people, we have to not hold other people accountable for things that they don't have knowledge about. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I can't, tell you too many things about what it means to be trans because for as long as I'm living I'm going to have a new experience you know mm-hmm. what I mean or 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 an evolving everlasting experience and so I guess the process it's really the moment you decide to live authentically it's really the moment mm-hmm. you decide to switch your mentality in the way you think in the moment you decide to challenge yourself because a lot of times when I was pre-t pre-testosterone, it was easier for me to believe that my life was going to be fine because I was not putting in, I was not the person living my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was living as someone that 
did not care what I thought. I cared what other people thought of me right. before I asked myself. I would ask other people about how they felt before I asked myself how I would feel about certain things. And I would let people walk all over me. And I led myself to believing that that was okay. And that how, you know, like I was going to get by. I would have nothing to worry about. The moment it hits you where it's like, oh, damn, like I've actually been living like this before like all my life and and mm-hmm. it's been affecting me in these ways and now that you can like see that it kind of breaks down like okay what would be like oh the process or what would be like the next steps to take you know what i mean and for some trans people like myself that could be starting hormones that could be moving out mm-hmm. that could be posting more on social media that could be right. changing a diet like that could be literally anything for that person you know what i mean and and yeah, so that's honestly what it's been like for me is my process has just been like taking my time and like learning how to walk. And learn. right now I'm like kind of in the crawling stage where right. I'm like, okay, like I'm actually aware of myself. I'm aware of the body that I'm in. I'm aware of, you know what I mean? Like I can actually tangibly exist as Nico, you know, as me, right. as the person I've always felt like I, I've always been, but you know, I, I didn't, I was not in a place before to do that because of the mindset that I had at the time. And it was really like switch. It was really just like kind of a switch when I noticed that I was not happy and I was not fulfilled. It was, it was like a night and day difference. Right. So, so is there is a moment in your life, was it like before the pandemic, during the pandemic where you're just like, I need to stop pleasing others because I'm not mm. feeling, I'm not feeling good. I'm not, cause I I've, I've been there before where it's just like, you're doing everything for everybody else, but you're almost like empty inside. Like you can't. Yeah. That's can't exactly what it feels there. like. That is exactly what it feels like. And you know what? And honestly, like, I think personally, the most important part of a person's transition or the, or my transition, because we're talking about my transition. Part of my transition is, how it was before I started, honestly, is what I'm starting to notice. Because a lot of the things that I thought I needed to change, I did not need to change about myself. Mm-hmm. If anything, I just needed to amplify them. But I chose to bury those and like be resentful about it and and be, you know, and, and just withhold all of this, all of this, like all of these negative feelings and emotions that could be tied to anxiety or could be tied to fear or could be mm-hmm. tied to, you know, sadness. And so when I'm noticing, I'm noticing like where certain things are stemming from, uh, which obviously like I would have to be very privy of my past, you know, before I started transitioning because you can't necessarily just like kill that part off. You know what I mean? And, and that's the one thing I've noticed. And I think I've tried to do that. Like I've tried to do that before, but it, it lands me nowhere. You know, like I've spent my life trying to kill, kill off like this, side of me that I felt has been amplified when in reality, I've been the only person that's been amplifying it, Right. you know? So yeah. And, and, and right. Same person. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, because I noticed that other people, like when I first started socially transitioning, you you go through a period in your transition where, and then, then, you know, it varies for other people because other people transition differently. Like everyone has different rates and and everyone transitions differently. Like it's not like um, a one size fit all type thing. No, it definitely is not. Um, You know, like some people transition and don't have to be on hormones. Like some people transition and they don't like come out until they're on hormones. Like Mm -hmm. some people really like, you know what I mean? But for me, in my case, like, I went through a period of socially transitioning 
meaning I had to transition socially without the influence of hormones on my body. Right. So that was all like through connection, through communication, through, you know, engagement with people. And I guess when you feel like the only way you're going to know yourself better is by putting yourself out there, it can be very scary. Right. It could be, a, no, it could be super yeah. scary. That's what creates that facade sometimes for people to feel like they're giving, giving, giving to right. so many other people. But it's like, like you said, like you hit a point where it's like, you're tired of, tired of that. You know what I mean? It's like you hit a wall and you have to make a decision. Okay. Am I going to get up or am I going to stay here and then figure out how I'm going to get up when I can? That's perfect transition. So like the point where you're like, this is what I'm going to do. Did you feel comfortable within yourself first and then say, mm -hmm. these are my options and this is the option I choose? Or how did you decide to um, start doing the testosterone? Yeah. So I was in like middle school and I remember in middle school was when I learned about like the term like pansexual because uh, I had a friend. I made a friend. Her name is AJ. She's honestly like one of the, one of the oldest friends I have. She's pansexual. And once I understood, like once I became friends with her, I was like, huh. So I'm realizing that the world is not so small. Like the world is not so small. And you know, like it's, everything is not so like black and white. And so right. I really, like I started pretty much like immersing myself into like other, you know, like gender identity. What did that mean for me? Like what significance mm -hmm. did it play in my life? How was I being perceived? You know what I mean? And once I kind of put two and two together. It took for me to realize that I, cause I never liked my body, you know, but I thought that, that was normal, you know, cause people, right. it's normal to have insecurity. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with having insecurity cause we all have them. I knew testosterone was like the thing for me when I started to see, I don't want to say I saw other people's happiness and then like, you know, thought that that was like the thing for me because just, because just because other people are happy with with testosterone and the results, it doesn't necessarily mean that that could be true for anyone because like, you know, everyone is different and like genetically that's a whole other conversation too. Um, but like, I think I knew testosterone was a thing for me because I just never felt comfortable in my body. Like I just, I never felt comfortable in my body. And I, I knew that if it were to, as it was progressing, like as I was mm -hmm. going through, uh, my stages of puberty as a female, as being biologically uh, female, I knew I was just not happy with the results and I couldn't okay. see myself in the future being happy with those results. So I knew from that moment forth, I was like, okay, you know, I got to do something about it. So if that meant I needed to change the clothes I wear, then I would do that. You know, if I right. had to bind, I would do that. And I still do bind, uh, cause I have not had top surgery yet, but you know, testosterone was like, I think, I knew that when I began puberty as a, as you know, as being assigned female at birth, um, I just, I wasn't happy with that. And you know what I mean? Like, I think I didn't have to, I didn't have to think twice to know that I wasn't okay with my body. And I think right. because, of, because of that, I knew from that day forward, I was like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this means to me, but like, I know eventually there's like, something's going to have to change. And then once I stumbled across like, trans men who have openly transitioned on the internet. Like there's so many trans people out there who have like put their stories out there and they're so mm -hmm. inspiring and seeing them live in their truth and like seeing the happiness on their faces and all that, like that just really, really inspired me to do the same. And yeah. here I am 
And I, you know, I've been on T and it honestly, I'm still adjusting to it. Of course, I'm always going to be adjusting to it, but it's, it's been one hell of a journey. It's, it's been very, it's been very, very life-changing. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, I mean, obviously you're going through the journey, but just seeing it, I don't know, like I'm watching your journey and it's just like you to be authentically you at such a young age, just saying, this is what I'm going to do. And this is yeah. how I'm going to operate. Like, that's an amazing, that's an amazing feeling. And as far as that, because you were in the limelight, you know, you were in the industry. How was that? Like, first off, I have a feeling I know what your mom, you know, how your mom's involved. But first off, like, tell like mm-hmm. first family and then, you know, the people around you and then the industry. How did they mm-hmm. you know um, operate when you decided to to make this transition? Yeah. So let's see. Where do I start? Where do I start? all sectors of my life have been impacted by my transition. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like family work, you know, all, all of that, like school, everything um, has changed due to my transition. And it's because I'm, you know, stuck in the middle of all the action of what this transition has been like for the past two months so far, there's pretty much never going to be a dull moment in any sector of my life because all eyes are just on me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's pretty much whether people have known about my transition for two months or for ever since I came out, or even, Mm -hmm. you know, they could be, or it could be someone who's um, not aware that I'm trans, but they just know me. Like there's so many different like aspects and angles that come from, business and working and like my family and, and, you know, like how I've, um, how I connect with my audience, you know, like everyone on social media. So it sometimes can feel like, like I'm juggling a lot of stuff because it's like, if I'm not focusing on one thing, I know I'm focusing on, on the other, you know I mean? So it's, sometimes it could be very challenging to oversee everything, you know, to sort of like micromanage, like all of those other parts of my life as I'm transitioning, because you kind of have to ask yourself, like other people have different street level. I don't got nothing to do with that. That's some street shit. Let them street niggas handle that shit on an industry level and on a transplant level on a human level. I have a very, very, very big problem with that because you just as soon as just as well as you came here, you can leave. You don't no one's forcing you to be in L.A. So right. me personally, that's that's my that's my number one issue is specifically with industry people. It's not really about people who just come here and you work at, you know, you came here to work at Boeing and you have a family and you raising your family and you talk shit. OK, it's going to get it's going to be adjustments, but right. don't talk shit about something that you haven't fully understood took in the time to understand and you're only pillaging the resources of that area. That's, that's, that's out. I don't fuck with that. Thank you. Period. Um, last thing before we get out of here, what would you say in, in one sentence, if you can, to somebody who is, you know, doesn't have necessarily the mindset of you, like where, where, where you started, like, you know, they just got fired from their job. They're in that, they're in that Valley and they're just questioning, you know, What's the next move? What What would you say to them in one sentence? Fuck them. <laughs> Just because nobody, nobody, listen, it's two layers to that. One, nobody else is in control of your life like that. Like, we live in America, right? And 
I know you, you know, I know you Canadian people fuck with that shit. And, and or let's say even North America and North America is the land of opportunity. People come here from all over the world. I know dreamers that cross the border illegally and they're here and they're thriving. Right. What's your excuse? I think that we just have so much privilege that people take the privilege for granted and they don't actually apply themselves in a certain way. So it's like if you if you questioning yourself and all, like I'm at a point now where I really don't have time for that shit. Like anybody that's not sure, I need you to go figure it out and come back. Look, come back over here when you figure it out. But if you know for sure, like this is like shout out to Gina Views. Like my, my homegirl, yeah. my, my young homie, Gina Views, she just put our two week, in, two week notice in, you know, for her regular job. And she's going all in on media and being Gina Views. Right. And I salute her for that because I remember when Chuck Dizzle did that. And it was it's very difficult when you have a certain level of comfort to go all in on what you know you're supposed to be doing. And mm -hmm. it's no half ass. It's no different than I tell the homies that be in the streets that rap. You can't be one foot in the streets, one foot in the studio. You got to pick one. So once you pick, once you make a decision, stand firm in that decision and it's going to get uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? It's going to get very uncomfortable. But mm -hmm. again, what I explain to kids when I go talk, at, when I go to the schools and I explain to them how muscle works, you know this because you train muscle. It builds because it tears and it heals. Mm -hmm. It tears and it heals. It tears and it heals. That's the only way to build muscle. That's not a comfortable thing to tear your to tear your tissue. You know what I'm no. saying? It's not. So, but that's the only way to build. And that's how I look at life. You have to get uncomfortable in order to grow. Period. Mm. There it is. <sighs> I I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I know you don't have that type of time. And then you look at me sideways like, girl, I got to do things. So thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Um, is there anything that you want to plug to let people know where they can find you, how they can support all that good stuff. It's just DJ head. I'm doing all kind of cool shit. I, I'm, you I'm, are. I'm, <laughs> I just, I'm looking forward to um, doing more shit in the community. Uh, I got a big thing coming with a big organization. I'm going to be doing some things for the kids in Los Angeles County. So I'm looking forward to that. I like it. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Peaks and Valleys is produced by Josh Rodriguez and TKO Productions. Spoken word and voiceover is done by yours truly, Lem Gonzalez. Thank you for listening. And remember, after the darkness comes the dawn.